I want to uh, show you some things because we need to be able that the enemy will not steal from us anymore. The, the enemy, according to Jesus, has come to what? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his mission. He's been stealing from the people of God for a long time. But you see, these last days, there's something different that is happening. The people of God, because of how short we are, believe me, people, the time is short. The more you read the Bible and the more you go to the prophecies of the end times, we can see that they are being fulfilled. And as they are fulfilled, the next thing that is going to happen is Jesus coming for the church. I'm telling you, sometimes we say things and say, well, that's hard to believe. But everything of God is hard to believe. There's nothing of God that is not hard to believe. I mean, you know, we're talking about you have chosen to believe in a God that has always existed. That didn't have a beginning. That is hard to believe. Everything has a beginning. But you have chosen to believe that. You have chosen to believe that that God that has not, doesn't have a beginning and that you believe in has made everything that has been created out of nothing. So that's hard to believe and you believe it. But you're going to what? You know what? You're going to have to continue believing. I said you're going to have to continue believing because if you continue to believe, you're going to continue to receive. Say amen to that. Say, I believe. I believe. Isaiah 53 is a powerful chapter because this is a, a messianic prophet, prophetic position that Isaiah. Isaiah lived like over 500 years before Jesus Christ was born. And this is a messianic prophecy. And in verse 4, chapter 53 says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. This is referring to Jesus. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. In other words, he was paying, our, he was paying my debt. That's what it means here. Are you listening to me? He was praying, you are dead in that cross that day. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our, our iniquities. The chastisement of, of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. This is powerful. This is powerful. This is very powerful. This is very powerful because... Started saying, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried, talking in the past tense, you see, and carried our sorrow, yet we did steam him stricken. In other words, he paid for us already. It's not that he's going to pay for you to, he's not going to pay for you to be healed. He's not going to heal you. He has already healed you. This is something that we have to have to get to understand what the Bible really says. 
Do you realize that Jesus healed you before you were born? My God. Do you realize that Jesus healed you before you got sick? But if he healed you 2,000 years ago in that cross, when he paid your debt, and he healed you then, that means that now when you get symptoms, I not only heal you in this, in, because of sick, because you got sick, you, you got infected or whatever. That's basic. But there's a bunch of other promises that God made that were activated at the cross of Calvary. But for example, if you get sick, you are not asking God really to heal you because he already healed you according to the word. Do you believe in his word? You believe in God? Yeah. You believe Jesus is God? Yeah. You believe that this is the word of God? Yeah. All right, so you got to believe what is here. Know what you think or what you deduce. Don't give me your reasoning. You got your reasoning, I got my reasoning, and your reasoning and my reasoning. We can go to La Carreta and have a cup of coffee. <laughs> you understand? That means nothing, your reasoning and my reasoning. Is his reasoning the one that means anything? Because we don't reason like he reasons. He's in another level. And if I'm going to believe in him, then I have to shut down my reasoning. And I'm going to have to start listening to what he says because I am believing in him. Therefore, if I believe in him, I have to listen what he has for me. You follow? Say, yes, pastor, I follow. Even if you don't follow, say, yes, so I feel good. Okay? So, th this is important. For us to realize this. So if I get sick, really, is the devil attacking me, trying to steal what I already have? What do I already have? I already been healed uh, 2,000 years ago in the cross of Calvary. And I'm talking about being sick. Anything is like that. The Bible says that God is the owner or the creator of the gold and silver. Do you realize the Bible says in the book of Revelation that he walks in streets made out of gold? If you think prosperity is wrong, then you are calling God a sinner. So you better shut up. And be careful how you think. Sometimes we have been thinking that God wants you poor. That is a lie. God is very wealthy. Very wealthy. The Bible calls us to be imitators of God. This earth was placed here as a portion of heaven on earth. And it was given to Adam to take what it was here and spread it all over the earth. He messed up. Because the person that you obey, you will surrender your authority. God gave Adam all the authority 
that could be given. I mean, read, read chapter 1 in Genesis. He says, govern this. Take dominion. Even the animals. He, Adam gave a name. Total dominion of the earth. But as he and Eve surrender their authority to Satan, then, of course, they lost that authority as they surrender it because of obedience. Whomever you obey, you surrender your authority. That's in every area, in every level. You know? When you were little, you wanted to do something. You thought you had the authority to do that, that. But when your father came and said this, you surrendered your authority and had to do what he says. And that's the way it is in your job anywhere. What I want to do, what I want, they're going to fire your butt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're supposed to surrender your authority to the ones you're going to obey. And the one that signs your check is the one that you must obey. So, Jesus came to recover that which was lost, which was the authority that God gave men. Follow? So, without a doubt, without a doubt, when the enemy attacks you, what he wants to do is to steal what is already yours. You are not really searching. Are you seeing our attitude will change? It's not the same thing when I am looking for something or I already have something that I just need to activate. It's not the same when I have a, a burned light bulb in my house and say, wow, I got to go to the Whatever you call it. To Home Depot. To Home Depot to get a, a light bulb. I got to think about it. I got to drive there. I got to park. This is raining today. It changes my attitude if I say, my God, but I truly, they really, I have a light bulb in my garage. I still need a, the light bulb. I still don't have no light, but I don't, it's a different mentality and a different attitude that I have when I have the light bulb in the garage or I got to go get a light bulb in Home Depot. You don't need to go get nothing. You already have it. Your attitude got to change. You follow what I'm saying? Don't look at me in that tone of voice, boy. I'm telling you. It is the way it is. You got to realize that if you have received Jesus Christ, you have everything you need within you. Everything you need. Isn't that right, Martha? Amen. All right. Give me that amen, girl. <laughs> everything you need is within you. Why? Because, again, boy, I want to... I'm preaching something different totally. I always, it happens to me all the time. I see some faces and it changes. It wasn't your fault, ma'am, you with the glasses here. I looked at you and I changed my, my message. <laughs> no, I'm kidding you. So, uh, it's important for us to know this. 
in the Old Testament, God used to live in tents or in a, in a temple. But in this new, after Jesus died and was resurrected and went to heaven, was a new covenant. And that covenant is important, extremely important, because now in this covenant, God has decided to live in human beings. This is not the church. This is the place where the church will meet. You are the church. Say, I am the church. This place is holy because you arrive. Not because it was holy. I could have whatever it is. It's just a place. You are the one that makes this place special. Because Jesus lives in you. So, since Jesus lives in you, don't you forget Jesus is God. Say, Jesus is God. So, if you receive, how many receive Jesus here? You have God in you. Listen, this is the realization or uh, the rema of what God is and what you have. It's not just information, it's revelation. Information, all this here is information in the Bible. This information, unless it's revealed, is information. Information is always subject to be changed. You see, you have information that Christopher Columbus discovered America. But then if somebody comes and tells you, you know what I was reading? And do you realize that the Vikings came before Columbus? And they were the reader one that, oh, yeah? And then he gave you a bunch of explanations. You say, I'm going to go in Google, in Google and really see if the Vikings really were here before Columbus. So you see, you're already doubting the information you previously had because of the possibility that you will change it. But if there is revelation, you wouldn't give a, a, a hoot what they tell you. If they come and they tell you, would you believe I have information that Allah is the real God? You say, man, Allah in Spanish is wings, so go take a hike. You know what I mean? <laughs> Allah is wing in Spanish. You don't know that. But Allah, listen, a revelation cannot be changed. It's so deep within you. That has marked you. Information must change into revelation. And when that revelation gets into you, is when you start having the ability of bringing that out into a point that will manifest into whatever your necessity or your needs are. This is extremely important. I hope I'm not going too much for you. If I do, I'm sorry, you know, come next week. <laughs> but this is important. Don't think because God said it is enough for you. No, 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 no. God said it means nothing unless you believe it. I said it's a combination. God says it is nothing. You are getting the information of what he says. But so what? Is me believing it and receiving it and letting it get root in my soul that then for sure I'm going to have the revelation 
to be ready for this to come out and make a manifestation. Listen, your words are so important because your words will allow your words will allow your faith to break through. Your faith must must go out. You cannot uh, have your faith in a cage inside of you. Faith is not to be in a cage. Faith is there and needs to go out in order to in order to produce. Faith is there to produce to produce a transportation from eternity to reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? God lives in eternity. And he's in the spiritual realm. Everything that he said is yours is in the spiritual realm. You have to transport it. But believe me, the one inside of you is the one that is going to transport it. Because you have to believe that God is within you. So if God is within you, all his attributes are within you. You young people that are here, study. You need to study. You know, but don't come saying, well, I don't know if I'm going to pass this test. Then you won't pass it. You got to come positive, realizing, yeah, I studied. Did you study? Fine. That means that the Holy Spirit is going to come to your mind all the things that you have studied. He's going to bring it up. You're going to make it. You're going to make an A. You're going to make an A. That word's a B. Why? Because you studied and you are putting it in the hands of the Lord. It's within you. It's going to come out. The same thing with sickness, your healing, because you were already healed. You don't need to ask God to heal you. You just need to give God thanks that you were healed 2,000 years ago and rebuke the Satan that wants to steal from you. The point of God is that you be fruitful. To be fruitful is to advance. If you advance, you're being fruitful. The enemy, the enemy's job is to be, put obstacles in your way, in your road, in order for you not to advance. Because if you are fruitful, it's bad for him. The more you are fruitful, the more you will shine. And the more you will shine, the more people will come to you. Are you listening to me? If you don't shine, no one comes to you. No one comes to you. If you, are, if you are healthy, the sick comes to you. If you are poor, you go to the, where the guy that is wealthy. The only way the poor goes to the poor is to make a, a depression party. You see how the people get divorced? You get a divorce, instead of going to somebody before they divorce or whatever, so they can strengthen their marriage, they find somebody that they got a divorce or they're about to get a divorce so they can drink together and think, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? She left with a, with a, with a gardener. She, so in other words, with a, they, she left with a guy with a cut of grass. <laughs> in Cuba, I used to be with a milkman, a lechero. So... 
This is important. You cannot go to people. You, usually you go to people that shine, that can give you, that will help you, that have made it, that are, they were where you were. They are where you were once or where you are once, and they were where you are once. And then, of course, you, you go to them in order for God to help you. You see, God wants you to shine because they want people to come to you. They want you to give the glory to Jesus. You got you to tell, I was sick and I got healed. Jesus healed me. He received the glory, but you received the benefit. And then people get impacted by that and they start believing like you believe. And you ain't got no money. You got to say, the Lord bless my finances, my economy. He said, I've been blessed. I've been doing, I've been sowing, and I've been, I've been believing that God was going to bless me. And look, I got a better job. I got this, I got that. Hey, you know, you shine. Since you shine, people come to you. If you ain't got no money, nobody will come to you. You got no money. People get afraid of you. You're going to ask me, this guy's going to ask me for money. You come with this door, this door, they go through the other door. Of course. Are you there or are you going to sleep? Say, I'm here. I'm here. Muchas gracias. I'm here. So, for you to realize that God is within you, you got most of the battle won already. Because you have to connect. If Jesus is within me and Jesus is God, I got God in me. If I got God in me, that means that I got all the attributes of God in me. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? And if you got, I'm going to give you another one now. Another one I'll give you? And if, <laughs> and if you realize that you have all the attributes of God, that means that you have the DNA of God. Your words, that's why Proverbs 18.21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. You have power in your words because your words will bring out the power that is within you. You get that from God. Jesus said I, everything I see the Father do, I do. Everything the Father says, I say. Imitate, he imitated God, the Father. But you realize you're supposed to imitate Jesus? That's why he says in, in, in John 14, 12, the works that I do, you shall do also if you believe in me. Why would I be, well, how can I do what he does? Because I'm supposed to imitate him as he imitates the Father. But for me to imitate him, I'm going to have to have to some force to back up what I'm, going, what I'm going to say. What force do you have? Jesus imitate the Father. I imitate Jesus. Jesus is God. I got the DNA of God and God's attributes. Therefore, I, when I speak, it will be like God speaking on earth. It will be like Adam speaking, my God. Do you understand? If you young people get this down, and at young your age, 
you will not have any limits in your life. Because the older we are, things that we already are accustomed to do that are wrong, wrong according to my new beliefs, because they're okay in, in the world, in the, in the reality of the natural world. But now I'm a Christian, and God is in another, in the supernatural. So you see, God gave us our intelligence and our whatever in order for us to, our feelings, our, our, all these things that God has given us is to be used as long as he doesn't speak. When he speaks, everything gets suspended. Everything gets suspended. When he speaks, it doesn't matter what you reason that is right or wrong. Finish. When he speaks, he speaks. God spoke. And if you're able to lean to what he says, you will see a blessing come in your life. Say amen. amen. You follow what I'm trying to tell you here? Your words will put out what you have within you. And things will be established because your words have your words have powers of creation. Your words at the beginning were not given for communication. Your words at the beginning were given for creation. The first words given was God. Let it be light. Creation. So there's our words. When we speak what God says, there is a connection of creativity according to what he's saying. No, create whatever I want to create. I want to create whatever God says. To Something is happening that is not what God is saying here they should be. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Something is happening in my life that is not what God says should be. Now, do I have the power to change it? Of course I do. But I need to go into this connection to know who is in me in order for me to see the power of my words. My words will create whatever God wants me to create in order for him to be glorified. You follow what I'm trying to tell you here? Oh, this is so tremendous. I don't know you understand. You understand? Give the Lord a hand, man. Wow. Go to um, whatever it is. You see, the, the enemy wants, is going to try to change your, 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 your declaration, your confession. Because he knows that you already know what you got. But now comes the confession or the declaration. And that power of those words are going to manifest something. Let me show you something. Go to Isaiah 55. I told you Jesus imitated the Father and you imitate Jesus. ¿Dónde estoy aquí? Look at this now. Look what God says here. The God that is within you. So, uh, uh, chapter 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that go forth out of my mouth. You got that down? 
it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Oh my God, give the Lord a hand. You see what you see what I'm saying? Do you see what that is saying? God says, whenever I send my, my word, it will not come empty, void to me again. It will return with, after it produces whatever I want it to produce. It will prosper to whatever I want it to prosper. That's how God did. And that's how Jesus worked. Jesus spoke. He used to say, be healed. Get up and walk. Right? He told Peter, come for him to walk on the water. What I mean to say is, we are supposed to imitate him. But then, we have to realize, we have to have internally, that information has to become revelation in us. That whenever we speak, we are totally convinced. That if God said it, I believe it, I declare it, and it will come to pass. Amen. You got it? You can say, well, I don't believe that. Fine. But the guy or the, the person next to you will. And you will see in the future how you're going to get, you're going to get behind the point is not only to, uh, to achieve or to arrive. The point many times is to maintain or keep what you've got. Because I don't believe the status quo is a reality. You will either advance or you, you will progress or you will regress. You ain't going to stay like you are. Are you listening to me? You will not stay like you are in any state of your life. So, you better start getting God in the equation. Amen? Amen. So now look, look what Hebrews 10, 23. I'm going to change. You're going to finish already. I've got to go to the other service. Hebrews 10, 23. What does it say? Hebrews 10, 23. I had it here already. <laughs> Hebrews, look at this now. Hebrews 10, 23. Okay, you put it here, man. You've been all the time, you had it there? Isn't that nice? How sweet. <laughs> I didn't realize it was there. Let us hold fast. Say hold fast. Hold you know what hold fast is? Be immovable. Hold fast. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Now, let us hold fast the profession. This is not the profession whether you're an architect, you're a teacher, or you are a doctor. This profession is professing. Profession of professing. Let your profession, whatever you profess, constantly without wavering, your confession, your declaration. You got this down? Yes. Do, do, don't check, because this is a very important. 
Why do you have to hold fast? Why do you have to maintain it without wavering? Because the enemy wants you to waver like you would do with information. He will bring other, he will bring another type of information, sickness, pain, problem, economy, whatever, your job, your business, whatever it may be. Those are information that are coming. And that information wants to change your information, but you gotta hold fast. It's not information. I ain't got no just information. Now I got a revelation. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. But then, how would I maintain what I got? My profession. My declaration will mark me. And that will make the devil and the demons tremble. Because they know that I mean business, baby. <laughs> you understand? I mean business. I mean business. So. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. This of wavering is important. I was talking in James, in James uh, chapter 1. 1, James, 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 1, 1, 6, I believe it is. Put James 1, 6. I got, got, you got it here. Okay, this says, let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. Continue. Give me the next one. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. It's like the Waves of the sea will come and go. It's good for the, how do you call the, for who? For the surf. Very good. You surf? Are you surfing? You don't look like a surfer. Though. That's only good for the surfers, but not for you. Because the waves come and go. That's the wavering. Now, I believe this, but then I believe that. The word says that in church on Sunday you believe. Glory to God. You raise your hand. You, you scratch the, the, the ceiling with your hands. It's powerful. But when you go out there and you find new information, information of your economy, information of your married, marriage, information of your children, information of your parents, information of your job, it's an information that speaks. Everything has a voice in life. Everything has a voice. And as that voice comes to you, that's information. And then you start wavering, you see. On Sunday, man, you are little Jesus. But when you come out of here, you're a gunner. So, you cannot waver. Don't. Do, that man don't think that he's going to get anything from the Lord. And when I mean man, is talking about mankind. Women, you're in it. Don't you ever think you're going to get anything from God if you don't hold fast for your, hold fast. 
Say, I hold fast. Regardless of what I hear. Regardless of what I see. Regardless of what I feel. Remember. Remember. Be careful with feelings. Feelings are very powerful. And whatever you feel could move you from your position. The Bible says hold fast to your profession of faith, not hold fast to your profession of feelings. It's not the declaration of your feelings that are going to heal you or they're going to move for you to enter in whatever you need to enter. It's not for you to be declaring your feelings or whatever you, whatever. No, no. It's your faith. And your faith is what is faith? What does God say? That's it. What does he say? That's what it is. I have to declare or profess what God says. Remember, is it is a situation of uh, agreeing with God. It's not agreeing like we agree. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. No, no. This agreement is not just a simple I agree with you or I agree with him. This is an agreement of total connection, an agreement of power, an agreement that something is going to happen because Jesus said, when two of you agree and get together, I'm going to be there in your midst. Correct? Because agreement, the prayer of agreement is very powerful. With two of us, it's very powerful. Can you imagine you and God together agreeing? You see, you got to get that down. And you see, agree, and then you agree like, oh, like you are accustomed to agree. Oh, yeah, I agree with whatever God says. Yeah. No, it's more than that, man. You are connected there. You are agreeing. You are there pushing together. You and your father. I said, you and your father. I said, you and your father. Give yourself a hand. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. That makes you invisible. It makes you invisible. Invisible. Do you receive anything? Yes. Hallelujah. Don't leave. I haven't taken the offering yet. <laughs> I got to tell you something because I got to say this. Because uh, this is an experience that I had when I heard this for the first time about my teacher. My teacher was Kenneth Hagan. He died a few years ago. And he was perhaps one of the best faith teachers of the whole 20th century. And I had the honor to set at his feet there in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, he talked about when he was a kid, he had a problem in his heart of different sicknesses. And he was healed from some of them. But then he was in high school, and he was extremely weak, extremely weak. He had uh, this, uh, sometimes he would go blind for three or four or five minutes, and then the sight would return. But he was so weak that he couldn't, in high school, he couldn't go to the second floor 
for your next step. Listen to me, please. Don't talk now. Back there. And uh, people had to help him go to the next class upstairs. The teachers were very worried because he was so extremely weak and looked so bad that they went to the principal and they told the principal, listen, this Ken is in very bad shape. He's about to, to pass out. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'm, he's going to pass out. He's going to hit his head. The whole class knows the problem of this boy. They, they got together, all his classes, and all the teachers thought the same. They were afraid that he would drop there and maybe drop dead. He was so extremely weak, and he could see, they could see sickness in him. But you see, he kept saying, and kept saying, he held fast. He kept saying, the Bible says that I'm healed. The Bible says, God says that I'm healed and I am healed. I will not be sick. And as a matter of fact, he, he said that he got away from all his relatives because he didn't want none of his relatives to go see him. Because they would ask him, how are you doing? They would tell, you know, ask us. And he didn't want to talk about anything. He just wanted to just hold fast and believe God. So they went to see the doctor, the principal of the school. And the doctor says, that boy, I had never seen in my life somebody with such an attitude and such a courage to continue living. But he's in very bad shape, as you thought he was. Yes, he was. And he, I, they told the, the teachers, listen, he, I don't think he's going to live more than 60 days. He may die within 60 days. He's supposed to be home. Resting and waiting to go with the Lord. And then the, he looked at the grades and said, but we have a problem. He's passing all his grades. It's very hard for me to get him out of the thing. I, he could be, I could be in trouble. Because this boy comes and he's passing the grades. He's studying. So he called Kenneth, and he told him, listen, don't you think you should go home? Everybody's worried about you. Everybody really thinks, even the doctor said, no, no, I, I am healed. He said, but how could you be healed? The doctor himself said that you may only have a, not many days. He didn't tell him 30 or 60 days. He said, not many days to live. And he said, but I am going to make it. I am healed. I am not going to die. And uh, the thing is that the, the principal of the school used to go to the same church. He used to go. They were Baptists. And this is funny because you see the Baptists, they are our brothers in Christ. But they don't believe like we, like we believe. I mean, they believe what I'm teaching you. Some groups of brothers and sisters in Christ believe that this is an extreme. But our God is an extreme. It's an extreme God. It's an extremist. 
Since God is an extremist, I'm going to teach you extremis, extremism, okay? And uh, because you, you're going to have to be prepared in these last days. It's no more just God and uh, light a candle. <laughs> it's more than that. It's really a battle of you knowing and believing and pushing up. Whatever it is, the principle allowed him to continue. And he was in class. And the teacher's very worried. But he kept passing. The truth is that he didn't die. He died a few years ago, 87 years ago, and he taught me. <laughs> so I'm teaching what he was teaching. But you know what happened? He held fast to what he believed regarding regarding oh, everything he heard about circumstances around him. Circumstances spoke, but the Bible spoke. And he believed the Bible was the word of God. And he just tightened down to it. You hear? So just get that an example. And whatever your need is, is not greater than his. And whatever my need is, is no greater than his, what he had to believe for. And he made it, believing. So I believe I have a chance, and I believe you got a chance. So we got to get together here. And we got to realize that it doesn't matter what come against us. If we believe that God is within us, and if we believe that we must hold fast to our confession, our profession, nothing can come against us and raise a flag of victory we raise our flag of victory, not the enemy. Give the Lord a hand.